UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, Howling in the Street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. They do my intro, it's like a two second thing here. Welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I think you guys are in for a real treat today. We're going to have real like Aztec Mayan knowledge today. Um, We have a galactic shaman with us. And it's it's a real treat to have him. Who we have with us is Quetzal Shaw. You might have seen him on Danny Henderson's podcast. Or the, those of you that were look, lucky enough to go to the Orlando conference, him and Asha were there. Asha's the, his translator, and Asha's very advanced in her spirituality as well. Um, they they have this dynamic duo, and uh, they they bring forth the knowledge of Quetzalcoatl. Um, the return of Quetzalcoatl, um, and a little bit more about Quetzalcoatl. He's uniquely gifted with the ability to engage in spiritual dimensions. These abilities opened up to him as a child. As a young man, he had the powerful vision of the Aztec god Quetzalcoatl, known to the Kukulkan, to the, known as Kukulkan of the Maya. This powerful being gave him the name Quetzalcoatl, meaning the king of the feather, and it represents the continuation of the knowledge of the spirit of Quetzalcoatl slash Kukulkan. The connection was established through the language of spirit. And, uh, I, I, and we'll, we'll get into the rest of the story as we go on. But um, uh, Asha, uh, Quetzal, thank you for joining me. How are you? Thank you. Hello. Very well. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes. Um, so let me ask you this. Like, when did Quetzal Shaw's um, spiritual journey begin? Or I, I guess that would be the best question, the first question to ask. Like, how did, it, how did his, his spiritual journey first begin? Okay. Uh, cuando comencé tu viaje um, espiritual? Bueno, cuando yo tengo nueve años de edad, yo desde que soy niño comienzo todo un proceso de experiencias. Uh, so it basically started when he was about nine years old. As a child, um, he, he started a whole process of different experiences. Teniendo diferentes sensaciones que no entendía, ¿no? que no comprendía hasta después de todo un proceso de experiencias, fui comprendiendo esta conexión espiritual. So he started to have different feelings, different kinds of sensations that he didn't understand at the beginning. He really didn't understand it until he got much further into the process, what was happening to him. Cuando tienes nueve años de edad, diez años, no eres consciente de nada. When you're nine or ten years old, you're not really conscious of anything much. Yo realmente quería ser productor de televisión. 
<laughs> you're, you're, he's really a television producer? <laughs> okay. Y, y de pronto me encuentro en una historia que, pues que la vida me lo marcó, ¿no? O sea, yo de pronto un día... So, so then soon he, he had an experience that um, really marked his life, changed his life. Uh, yo, yo simplemente no sabía nada y de pronto estoy aquí. <laughs> no. He didn't understand anything, but, you know, pretty soon he's right here. Y, y resulta que pues empiezo a tener experiencias extrasensoriales, eh, conexión con los mayas, conexión con los aztecas, con los abuelos. So he, he started to have different experiences little by little, you know, with the, el, with the elders, the maya, the uh, aztecs, the grandfathers, the grandmothers and grandfathers. Y entonces, eh, pues me empiezan a preparar, ¿no? me empiezan a preparar a través de los sueños. They started to prepare him through his dreams. Empieza a prepararme, pues, los abuelos de diferentes tribus de México. The different, uh, the grandfathers of different tribes of Mexico started to prepare him. Ya que mi familia y mis ancestros, pues, tienen un legado y una sangre ancestral, tanto maya como azteca. So his, in his family ancestral line, they have uh, the blood of uh, Maya and Aztec. Pero realmente, cuando yo empiezo a tener estas conexiones con los toltecas, el tol, los toltecas, los aztecas, los mayas, pues no era con el pueblo, no era con la gente que hablaba maya, sino con los galácticos. So he, when he started to have this um, instruction coming from the Toltecs, the Aztec, the Maya, it wasn't from like a, a village that he was part of. Um, you know, it wasn't like a physical uh, instruction from the grandfathers in a traditional setting. It was um, through spirit. It was through the galactic Maya. Entonces, mi experiencia fue confiar de no sé qué, de no sé quién, y de pronto seguir un camino que no sabía dónde me iba a llevar. And so it started to take him on a, on a journey and he had no idea where this journey was going to take him in the end, but he was willing to take y, the next steps. Y entonces resulta que eran estos hermanos alienígenas mayas que tenían que comunicarse con alguien en la tierra y que empezar a hacer todo un movimiento y todo un camino por todo el mundo. And so he started to um, his journey on the earth, on the planet, um, traveling with the the message of the ancestral Maya to many different places on the planet. Y entonces así empiezo mi caminar desde el polo norte hasta el polo sur. So he started his, his journey from the North Pole to the South Pole. De pueblo en pueblo. From town to town. Visitando todos los lugares sagrados de América. Visiting all the sacred sites of America. Y a través de que yo llegaba y tocaba estas piedras, estos templos, 
yo recibí información. And then uh, he discovered that when he would touch the rocks in these sacred sites, these places, he would seek receive information. Y así es como escribo la Universidad Galáctica SACB. And this is how he wrote the um, the courses that are part of his um, galactic university that he's um, starting called SACB. Para llevar el mensaje y preparar a la gente para este momento que estamos viviendo en el planeta to bring the information to the people, to share with the people and educate the people about this moment that we're living on the planet. Y así empieza mi camino primero por América y después yo empiezo a caminar por las rutas celtas, las rutas egipcias y empiezo a caminar por diferentes puntos sagrados del planeta. So he started his journey with the, the places in uh, North and South America, and then that continued through to sacred sites of the Celtic and of the Egyptian and many other, you know, tribes, indigenous tribes of the planet. Y la forma de como yo me conectaba, o sea, yo me comunicaba cada día, era entre seis y ocho de la noche, había un zumbido, como un pájaro muy grande so, y hacía un mismo sonido por años hasta que después entendí que eran las naves. So for many years, uh, since he was a child, between six and eight, seis y ocho en la noche. Seis, seis, entre seis y ocho. Between six and eight at night, there would start this sound, this particular vibration uh, frequency, I guess you could say, that he would hear, uh, that would signal that a communication was coming, you know, from the from the ships, from the galactics, um, and so he would, you know, ready himself. Y entonces, ese sonido, ese, ese era, un, era un pájaro. And the sound, oh yes, the sound was a bird. Pero en realidad era la serpiente emplumada, era Quetzalcó. But he, but he didn't know in reality what sounded like a bird was actually Quetzalcoatl communicating with him, the feathered serpent. Y es el que me da el nombre de Quetzalcoatl. And this is uh, how he received the name of Quetzalcoatl. Que sería el codificador y descodificador de los templos indioamericanos. That he would be uh, uh, some a decoder, someone who decodes the information in the temples of the Americas. Y de esta forma poder conectar con otras tribus del sol. And through this, uh, he could connect with other tribes of the sun. So. <laughs> I have a question. Um, I, I didn't want to interrupt. Um, I was going to say, we all wonder about like what happened to the, well, a lot of people, they speculate like what happened to the Maya? Like the, you know, that how some people say like the Maya kind of just like disappeared. Um, so is that what he means when he says the galactic Maya? Did the Maya kind of just disappear and become like a galactic society? If that makes any sense? Mm-hmm. una pregunta. Uh, gente hablan sobre las mayas que desaparecen uh, de la planeta en antigüedad. Um, es, ¿Puede decir algo sobre esto? ¿Y están en el mismo de los galactic mayas? ¿Están los galactic mayas ahora? Or? Sí, yo creo que, yo creo que sí. Los, los, lo que sucede es que la esencia maya tuvo contacto 
extraterrestre con otras civilizaciones del sol. So he thinks that the essence of the Maya was in contact with other um, tribes of the sun, other peoples of the sun. Pero los que tenían contacto eran los chamanes, los líderes espirituales. And the ones who had contact were the leaders, the shamans, the spiritual leaders. Porque todas esas pirámides, esas ciudades tan perfectas arquitectónicamente que dejan. All of the, um, you know, the pyramids and the temples that were so perfect architecturally that they left behind. Era un sistema de programación para sostener los sistemas dimensionales. So they're a system of programs that sustain the dimensions, the dimensional, multidimensional aspects. Y entonces los mayas sí desaparecen, o sea, los mayas sí se los llevan a, otra, a otro portal dimensional. So yes, the mayas, um, they disappeared, they left through a dimensional portal. Para dejar la porque dejaron ya la información en los templos y entonces ellos tenían que continuar su evolución. And so they left the information for us behind in the temples so that we could continue our evolution even though they weren't physically present. Y por eso dejan Egipto y dejan eh, las rutas celtas, las diferentes tribus del mundo. So they, they left us in, the, uh, in Egypt and with the Celts and the different tribes of the world. Entonces los mayas sí se pierden, sí desaparecen, pero son los mayas galácticos que ahora regresan. Uh, so yes, they, they left at, at a certain point, um, but they're also returning now. It's... Porque hay muchas ciudades intraterrenas en el mar de Caribe There are many places um, que son portales dimensionales. Dimensional portals in the Caribbean. Y en Machu Picchu, en Bolivia. O sea, todo es una conexión, es un gran mandala, es una gran computadora de conexión extraterrestre. So, and along with the other portals, like in Machu Picchu and in Peru and around the world, Um, they form like a big mandala, like a big computer program for the extraterrestrials. Y entonces, esta programa, este programa es lo que estamos reactivando en estos tiempos a partir del 2012. So, um, and this program is what we're reactivating in the, what we're doing, you know, since uh, 2012. Por eso es que los mayas se van pero se van a otros portales dimensionales. So they, they, they've gone, but they've gone through other dimensional portals. Por eso dejaron las huellas sagradas de activación. So, and that's why they left the guides, the sacred guides for activation. That's so that fascinating. Oh, yes, yes. It's, it's very fascinating. It's, it's very fascinating. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what I wanted to ask him about was when he met Quetzalcoatl, if he could describe that a little bit. And then does he, this is kind of like a double question. Does he think that 
Quetzalcoatl is the um, Egyptian, like what we would call Thoth in Egyptian, or even the Sumerian Anunnaki. So it was Thoth originally an Anunnaki that went to Egyptian, and uh, but we would call Thoth, and then migrated to Mexico, it became Quetzalcoatl. A lot of people think that. That's why I asked. And then if he could just describe his uh, his experience meeting the feathered serpent. Okay. So, dos, dos preguntas. Una es sobre el momento cuando tú encuentras Quetzalcoatl, el espíritu de Quetzalcoatl. Pero otra pregunta es que si tú piensas que Quetzalcoatl es el mismo espíritu de, del Egipto, de Toth, y conectado con los Anunnakis, ¿es, es el mismo o diferente? ¿O cómo piensas? Bueno, yo creo que, como te explicaba, todo es una matemática y una geometría perfecta en el planeta. So, the way that he can explain it is that everything is a perfect geometry and mathematics in the whole planet. No es que unos fueron antes y otros después. It's not like some were before and others were after. Quetzalcóatl representa el conocimiento de cierta galaxia de Andrómeda. So Quetzalcoatl uh, represents the uh, wisdom of the galaxy of Andromeda. Pero también Egipto representa la continuación de el nuevo ser que va a nacer. O sea, hay, hay una nueva gestación espiritual en el planeta. So, Egyptian and the Egyptian gods like Thoth represent a continuation of that, um, like a, a new being, a new uh, form, perhaps. They're not they're translating exactly, but something like that, a new expression of it. Y bueno, los Anunnakis, pues, son lo que ahora vivimos, son los gobiernos que han sido sostenidos por los reptilianos. So the Anunnaki have been, you know, the governors and, you know, sustaining the story with the reptilians. Entonces, todos, esto, todos estos gobiernos que en este momento nos rigen es la manifestación de una programación de esta cultura egipcia. So the governors that, um, so these governors are a representation of, you know, the, a story that began way back in Egypt. Entonces, si hay una relación, pero hay una relación solar y una lunar. So, yes, there's a relationship, but one is solar and the other is lunar. Por eso es que los aztecas crean el calendario azteca y ofrendan el corazón. And that's why the Aztecs created the Aztec calendar and they offered their heart. Porque a través del sacrificio humano, because through the human sacrifice, ellos protegieron la programación extraterrestre. They were protecting the extraterrestrial program. Que era la información de una nueva raza que nacería en estos tiempos. 
it was protecting the information regarding a new race that was born in those temples. Entonces, si sí hay una similitud entre Egipto, Machu Picchu, México. So yes, there is a similarity between Machu Picchu, Egypt, Mexico. Es una secuencia. It's a sequence. Nada más que hay tiempos y momentos para activar esta información. There are nothing more than different times when to activate this information. Cuando yo recibo la, el, la presencia de Quetzalcóatl fue en Tepoztlán, en las montañas de Morelos. Medellín. So when he originally received the um, spirit of Quetzalcóatl, it was in a place called Tepoztlán, in the mountains of Morelos. Que tú sabrás en Tepoztlán es un lugar de muchos avistamientos de naves y de cosas extraterrestres totalmente todo el tiempo. Tepoztlán is like a special place where there's always UFO sightings and ships and this kind of uh, activity always. Y cuando se me presenta este ser de más de cinco metros de altura, era un gigante azul turquesa. So when this spirit presented uh, to him, this being, it was five or six meters tall, and it was a uh, turquoise blue being. De luz azul. Blue light, yes. Y entonces, ahí, me, ahí es donde recibo la iniciación de Quetzalcóatl para yo... Viajar por el mundo llevando este mensaje. So that's where he received his mission from Quetzalcoatl, um, you know, to travel the world with this message, to take this message to the world. Wow, mm -hmm. thank you. That's fascinating. Um, I wanted to ask his opinion on what was the, the whole purpose of 2012. I don't know if anybody's ever asked him this, but like, you know, a, a lot of people say that uh, that 2012 was actually a marker for a new era of human consciousness, that that would be our, because remember the, the whole world thought we were going to die, but that wasn't really it. It, it. Some people say that it was kind of like a marker for a new evolution of consciousness. Does he agree with that? Or what does he feel? I'm sure he has a deeper understanding. Like what does he feel the whole purpose of 2012 was? Okay. ¿Qué piensas sobre 2012 cuando mucha gente piensa que van a morir y otra gente piensa que comienza un nuevo ciclo espiritual? ¿Qué piensas sobre eso? Bueno, obviamente 2012 fue el cierre de un ciclo espiritual de 52 mil años. Um, so obviously the um, 2012 was the completion of a cycle of um, 20, 50, 52,000 years. Oh, 52,000 years, yes. So it was the closing of a cycle of... Um, the certain of the tribes of the sun. El mundo pensaba que se iba a acabar, pero estamos viviendo en este momento la guerra, la pandemia, la locura humana. O sea, el proceso, estamos en el proceso. 
So, you know, a lot of people thought that they were going to die, but, you know, now we're like living this experience with all the wars and the pandemic and all of that. And so we are like living in this process now. Pero no es que terminó el ciclo maya o terminó en el calendaricamente un ciclo. So it's, but it's only the termination of one cycle of the Mayan calendar. Pero era el momento porque nace un nuevo reinado espiritual, un nuevo gobierno espiritual. But it was the moment of a new, that was born a new spiritual race, a new government, if you would like, a governance of um, the planet. Pero un gobierno galáctico. But a governance, a galactic governance. Ya no iban a ser controlados por los programadores. So mm, it wasn't the the what's her face the programmers the the others the cultures. So it wasn't anymore the programming of the previous cultures. Sino que nace una nueva frecuencia de conexión. So it was born a new frequency, a higher frequency of connection that was more galactic. Todo el movimiento planetario se está moviendo. All of the planets are in movement, in motion. Pero espiritualmente está habiendo un cambio de gobierno y también hay una guerra espiritual. So we're in the same moment in a change of gov spiritual governance um, as well as a, a planetary war. Haz de cuenta que todas las programaciones de otros de otras culturas termina su ciclo until the all of the programs of these previous um, cultures complete their cycle para que se active una nueva corona espiritual so that we can activate a new spiritual crown o sea los dioses de hace dos mil años so the, the, the gods from 2,000 years ago o de hace cinco mil años or 5,000 years ago terminaron su ciclo. They're completing their cycle. Entonces está surgiendo la nueva semilla de conciencia. So what is uh, surfacing is the new seed of consciousness. Un nuevo programa galáctico a new galactic program que va a traer un nuevo sistema Uh, that will bring a new system. Porque aún estamos en el plano animal humano destructivo. Because we have been in a plane of um, human destructiveness. Pero ya existen los seres que están listos para el siguiente nivel de vibración. So, but there exist uh, these beings who are ready to bring us to another level of vibration to help us. That's that's so fascinating. Oh, and then I was I was going to ask him. I was wondering if he knows this. Um, it, the, the the Mayans, the ancient Mayans, used to play a game where they would. I think it was similar to like they would kick a ball through a hoop or something like that. And I wondered if uh, I, this researcher always said that that might have signified them knowing that our planet was going to eventually transition into the center of the, the, the Milky Way, the galactic center, which would then send rays of consciousness to our planet, 
which would elevate the consciousness of the planet. Is there any truth to that? Okay, I'll ask Sorry. that. We were we were just at the ballpark of Chichen Itza last week on our on our tour, our activation tour. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we had an amazing experience at Chichen Itza and Ekbalam and Koba. We went to three different sites. So there's ballparks in uh, each one of these sites. Yeah. So your did question. You, did you ever see that? Did you ever see the equinox when it comes when the snake comes down the pyramid? Oh yes, yeah, it's an amazing phenomena at the spring and fall equinox when the feathered serpent descends down the pyramid of Kukulkan, and there's this shadow of light and dark as the pyramid, uh, as the feathered serpent appears to descend down the seven steps of the uh, pyramid, the seven levels of the pyramid. So it signifies the arrival of um, the restoring of balance in the equinox between obviously light and dark, the light and dark days, but also the the, the duality of, of, of life uh, on this planet, you know, the light and the dark of that. Yeah. And so Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, so Quetzalcoatl twice a year, year. Well, Quetzalcoatl, Kukulkan are considered the same being, right? Quetzalcoatl, the Aztec, Kukulkan is the Mayan version. And so, um, yeah, so it's quite an amazing thing to see. Um, yeah, we didn't see that on this journey, but we definitely felt the spirit of Kukulkan. We did some very intensive work, <laughs> very difficult, uh, not difficult, but long spiritual work in the sun, you know, doing various kinds of um, rituals and meditations and prayers at different sides of the pyramid. And Ketsesha explained a, a lot actually about the ballpark um, to us on that journey. Um, okay, but your question you was about- before I'm yeah. sorry, I, I, before you ask him that question, I wanted to ask you real quick how, because you you seem very knowledgeable yourself. Like, how did you get involved in all this, Asha? Because uh, you seem very uh, spiritually aware, like, in, and very knowledgeable yourself. Yeah, well, I've been on the journey really all my life since my 20s when I kind of had an awakening and I started reading everything under the sun, you know, from chariots of the gods to psychic discoveries behind the Iron Curtain, studying tarot, to studying astrology, studying ancient um, civilizations and, you know, so much more esoteric Christianity. Like I did a lot, a lot of reading, theosophy uh, back in the day. And then, you know, so started meditating at a pretty early age and I was drawn to become a yoga teacher and I was lucky enough to be initiated into a yoga tradition that um, uh, has, uh, that is more Kundalini based, more based in the original Tantra from India. And so I learned about Shiva Shakti and the polarity, the, you know, the uh, Kundalini, the process of Kundalini through the Indian tradition. And um, simultaneously, when I started teaching yoga and I was starting to train yoga teachers at that time, um, I was also visiting the Maya lands. I was bringing people to Mexico for vacations, yoga retreats initially. And we would always go to the pyramids and visit Chichen Itza, you know, because it's kind of obligatory, I think, when you're here. Um, and, you know, on one of those visits, uh, we had a really good tour guide who uh, was a meditator and a yogi and started talking about the connection with the Pleiades. 
And that really intrigued me. And I was seeing, you know, symbolism of, of yoga everywhere with the serpent energy and the seven energetic centers and carvings that look like yogis. And so, um, on one of after I went back home, I had a and I had sort of a revelation, a, a, like a spiritual guidance that I needed to go back to Chichen Itza on the day of the equinox, and that I would find my spiritual Mayan teacher at that time. And so I just did it. <laughs> I, I had just come back. I didn't have any more money, but I just I just did it because you don't ignore those kinds of messages, right? And uh, indeed, on that day, I met uh, Elder Hunbatsman. Who is uh, who grew up in the town outside of Chichen Itza, and um, I started joining him on his pyramid uh, journeys that he was giving annually, inviting people from all over the world to come and learn about Mayan culture. And he was really big on activating, you know, the temples once again through our presence because it's our own human electromagnetic field that actually helps to awaken these codes. Ketsasha does it, you know pretty much on his own, but collectively we also uh, do the same. We awaken the codes and activate these temples. So when Batsman was my first teacher and through him, I learned about Yoka Maya, which is um, a shamanic form of yoga that actually has its origins back in Atlantis and the, the great sort of maritime civilization that we're beginning to discover. You know, new paradigm researchers are, are telling us a lot more about the antiquity of these cultures, how they traveled, they navigated the world, and the connection between Maya and the Vedic um, Sarasvati civilization of India. And Hunbatsman actually taught that the Mayan culture is much, much older than what we are understand at this time. The teachings of the solar religion came from Atlantis to the Maya lands, and then the Mayan priests actually brought it to India and Tibet and deposited it, the knowledge there. And so this Yoga Maya helped to seed the great tradition of yoga that sprang forth from the Sarasvati and the great religions of Hinduism and you know, so forth. So anyway, that's my wheelhouse. That's what I'm all about. And I met Ketsashan one of those journeys with Hunbatsmen traveling the pyramids. So Encuentro, Ketsashan, Tikal and Guatemala. We had a very galactic connection. And um, that was 22 years ago. And, that's so uh, awesome. Yeah. Hmm. That, 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 that sounds so fascinating. That, what's so interesting, what you said in there was um, that this Yoka Maya seeded the tradition of the, 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 the Indian version of the yoga. That's, that's interesting because you, you often hear it the other way around, but I'm glad yeah. you were able to clarify that. So is that, is that pretty accurate then, would you would say? Like, I, I, well, I'm, it's, yeah, it's a pretty radical departure from you know, what we typically understand about the origins of yoga, you know, having trained yoga teachers, I know that what we teach is that, you know, the culture that yoga sprang forth about maybe 3000 BC, somewhere in there. Um, and, but that it had an earlier shamanic kind of root in the pre Vedic period. 
because India itself, I mean, is already such an ancient civilization. You know, they're now dating the Rig Veda, which is the oldest of the scriptures, you know, back about 10,000 um, years ago. So that would mean that the Rig Veda and the Vedas began to be produced around the time of the destruction of Atlantis and when the great flood and this great cataclysm, you know, occurred on the planet, um, you know, with the super supernova from the galactic center apparently that caused um, this huge destruction and actually uh, many scholars believe that at that time of that cataclysm the planet actually tilted on its axis uh, for the first time started to wobble and that's what began the precession of the equinoxes and this is why these ancient cultures like the vedic and the maya and others are so um almost obsessed with their calendars and with tracking the equinoxes and the solstice periods and, you know, along with many other star systems. Um, so, so yeah, so it's pretty fascinating, but so going way back to um, shamanic times when the Sarasvati culture existed, it wasn't a primitive culture by any means. Um, they had great cities, uh, Harappa and Mo, Mo, Mohena, and that's pronouncing it correctly, but these were big cities and a big culture with multi-level buildings and advanced knowledge of astronomy and metrics and mathematical measurements. And, you know, they had uh, trade and navigated by boat. Um, and, you know, we talk about how Sumerian and Babylonian culture was the cradle of civilization, but it's now looking more and more like um, this older Sarasvati culture was much more advanced and, you know, more like the cradle of civilization with the Sanskrit language being like the root mother language of many languages. So if that goes back 10,000 years or more into this, um, you know, global maritime culture that we talk about, then um, it was a very advanced culture. We're rewriting the history of our planet. And if the Maya connected with them way back then, then the Maya are, you know, just as old. But 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 I think that the seeding of yoga was a combination, like Kits had talked about solar and lunar um, aspects. I think uh, the solar uh, teachings came possibly came through the Maya and were deposited in India, and perhaps the lunar teachings came through Lemuria, uh, because India, Tibet also have a real connection with what was previously uh, Lemuria, um, you know, another aspect of this older culture. So it's a fascinating story that I'm still on the trail of and um, investigating, so. Yeah, that's so fascinating. I've never heard that before. I mean, like I knew that the, mm -hmm. the, the, the Hindu, the Hindu stuff went back or not just Hindu, the, 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 the Indian culture went back a lot further than Sumerian. It seems like it like, but then it mm -hmm. seems like they were connected. Cause if you read like the Sumerian tablets, I think it's like Enki in the world order. And, and I'm pretty sure it's Enki in the world order where mm -hmm. Enki's talking to um, Anana. And he says to Anana, you have everything. What else could you want? And at that time, Anana was assigned the Indus, Indus Valley, or supposedly, if you if you believe mm -hmm. what it says in the text. I'm, and I'm not sure if this is the right tablet or not, but like, the, mm -hmm. okay, so that would mean that, that if Anana had the Indus Valley that's in that region, like 
that would mean that the, the Sumerian and the Indian cultures might have been connected, right? Or we don't know. Well, perhaps. I mean, certainly they would have been in contact with one another, you know, culturally and shared, you know, a lot of things. Yeah. Certainly the Pleiades were very important to, to this culture, both for the Maya and for, for Indian culture. But it seems like worldwide the Pleiades uh, uh, was very important. In fact, Hunbatsmen uh, often told us that, um, you know, when we would do our rituals and we would do practices working with the energy of the sun for our chakras and awakening of Kundalini and stuff, he would always say, remember your seven brothers and sisters in the sky. You, you have seven energy centers inside your physical body that are reflected in the stars as above, so below in your set with your seven brothers and sisters. And he considered our sun, our solar system to be the eighth sun of the Pleiadian of the Pleiades. Wow. So, so, so the, the Pleiadians had a huge um, impact on the Mayan culture you're saying and the Vedic culture. Yeah, I think they had a huge impact uh, globally at that time in this older civilization that was pretty interconnected. I, you know, I think uh, Atlantis, Lemuria, the Vedics, the Sumerian, Mesopotamian. Um, yeah, so there were others. Uh, clearly, but the the Pleiadians were very important. That's so interesting. Maybe we should ask Ketsusha what the connection is. With yes, Pleiadians. yes, yes, please. Thank uh, you. Puedes hablar un poco sobre los Pleiades y su conexión con la historia de humanidad. Bueno, yo creo que retomando el tema de porque en el 2012 fue la gran prueba. So, coming back to the, you know, the story of in 2012, how it was a great test. Que era la prueba para ver quién continuaba o quién se iba espiritualmente. So, so it was like a test for who would continue and who would go <laughs> spiritually speaking yo creo que la conexión de las pleiades de saturno andrómeda so he thinks that the connection with the pleiadians the arcturians the andromedans arturianos arcturians eh, tiene una relación con todos los templos they have a relationship with all of the temples the temples are related to these Toda la información de la genética espiritual. All of the information of our spiritual genetics. Solamente nos lleva a conectar con nuestros seres pleiadianos. Por eso los mayas crean observatorios. So this connects us with the um, galactic beings and for that reason the Mayans had observatories. Entonces en cada templo tanto Inca, Maya, Azteca. So in every temple whether it was Inca, Maya, Azteca. Dejaron los observatorios de comunicación con las Pleiades. They left uh, observatories so that we could communicate with the Pleiades. 
dejaron la comunicación con esas tribus que precisamente crearon otras ciudades y otros mundos. So they left a way uh, for those that we could communicate um, with the Pleiadians who were creating other temples, other civilizations. Entonces, civilizaciones. Uh -huh. Entonces, todo tiene una secuencia. So everything had a sequence. Todo tiene una matemática perfecta. Everything had a perfect mathematics. Y la ecuación somos nosotros para conectar con el observatorio espiritual. And so it allowed us to connect with our personal observatory. Y poder regresar a nuestros abuelos. And the power to return to An our grandfathers, our ancestors. Por eso nuestra oración por nuestras generaciones, por nuestras relaciones, es importante. And so for that reason, our prayers for, you know, past generations um, is very important. Para poder seguir la secuencia pleiadiana, arturiana, neptuniana. So, in order to have the power, the ability to continue the sequence of the um, Pleiadian, uh, Arturian, of all of the. Porque, porque cada una tiene una codificación de nueva activación. Because each one has a new codification to, for activation. ¿Por qué los seres humanos aún dudan de los extraterrestres? Why do humans doubt the existence of extraterrestrials? ¿Por qué aún dudan de las civilizaciones pleiadianas? Why do we doubt there were Pleiadian civilizations? ¿Por qué aún dudamos de nosotros mismos? Why do we question ourselves? Porque mientras no amemos desde la esencia, no vamos a poder entrar a estas civilizaciones. Because without this connection to our, our ourselves, our inner selves, we're not able to connect with other civilizations. Porque nuestro corazón y nuestra mente está cerrada. Because oftentimes our hearts and our minds are closed. Y somos tanta mente y tanta ciencia y tanta tecnología. So we're too technological, too, yeah. Que también es una forma de bloquearnos espiritualmente. And it's another form of blocking us spiritually. Por eso la humanidad en este momento tiene que reflexionar para poder entrar a la continuación de lo que sigue en esta humanidad. So, at this time, humanity really needs to be in reflection um, internally in order to have the ability, the power to continue our, our journey. ¿Por qué estas civilizaciones no se han manifestado totalmente? Um, 
pues, estas eh, culturas eh, extraterrestres no se han manifestado totalmente. The, the extraterrestrial cultures haven't manifested themselves completely. Porque nuestros corazones están cerrados. Because our hearts are closed. Y tenemos que cambiar nuestra actitud cada día. And we need to change our attitude daily. Para poder pasar estos portales dimensionales pleiadianos conscientes. To be able to pass through the dimensional portals consciously. Son los tiempos. These are these times. Wow, that's fascinating. That's this is it's so deep. Um, I, I wanted to ask you uh, in in your interview when you guys did with Danny Henderson, you guys talked about the activation and the codes, and I know this ties into what Dr. Sala has been talking about and JP. Um, maybe you would know how how to phrase the question better, Asha. But but I'm, not, I'm getting at it. it's like with you know what I mean with the space space arcs and everything. What does that all mean for us? Like. In, in Quetzal's view. Okay. Um, yeah, and maybe just to to recap a, a little bit, um, what transpired at the conference was, um, well, prior to the conference, uh, Dr. Salas Insider JP had been down uh, in the bottom of the Atlantic, beneath the Atlantic on a mission. And um, in this mission, they encountered the space arc, and beneath the space arc was a, uh, a stasis being, a, uh, a giant, uh, um, probably Anunnaki king. And um, they only certain uh, humans were allowed to enter that sacred space where the stasis being was. And uh, amongst them, kind of like almost guarding that space, was a group of Aztecs, uh, Aztecs and Maya. And um, when JP's group um, arrived, they were they were celebrating and they were chanting this phrase, "Acuria mate, Acuria mate." And so, uh, before the conference um, began, in an interview, Dr. Sala asked Ketsasha, "What does it mean, Acuria mate?" And, and Ketsasha responded that it was uh, like a light, a light language and that it meant um, a portal opening between heaven and earth. And that this is what they were, were, what they were celebrating. They were really excitedly chanting this. And so at the conference, um, when Ketsasha presented, he led the group of almost a thousand individuals at the conference in chanting a Kuria Mate together. And it was really powerful. It like opened, uh, a, created a field of energy that opened a portal. And maybe Kisasha can take the story from there about what uh, he experienced uh, when the portal opened. Por decir, cuando tú cantas a Mate en la conferencia y abre este portal, ¿qué estaba tu experiencia? ¿Qué pasado? What happened? Sí, bueno, eh, como te decía, en diferentes etapas de la humanidad, um, like we were saying, in different stages of humanity, se están activando portales. Their portals are activating. Y Acuria Mate es un portal de conexión con los aztecas. 
And Acuria Mate is a portal of connection to the Aztecs. Que realmente son los Toltecas. Actually, the Toltecs. Porque who predate the Aztecs. El primer gigante energético son los gigantes de Tula. Because the first um, giant being uh, in los Atlantes de Tula. The the first giant uh, beings in the Americas were the Atlanteans de Tula. There are these massive statues of Tula, from Tula. Entonces, son por, es un portal que va a mover trece gigantes que representan una programación. So really this portal connected with this Acuria Mate portal is connected to these 13, there's 13 of them giant uh, beings uh, who are being active. Porque son los 13 cielos que representan el nacimiento de los gigantes que han guardado la información Por milenios de años. So the 13 heavens represent these 13 giant beings who have been guarding the information and knowledge of like from millions of years back, millenniums back. Porque nosotros somos, este cuerpo físico, este es el resultado de una programación de otras civilizaciones. So this physical body that we have is the result of a program from these 13 civilizations. Y ahora nosotros tenemos que reprogramar a las nuevas generaciones. And now we need to program the new generation of this. Que se van a quedar sosteniendo la información sagrada. So that we can continue to keep the sacred information and Por carry it forward. Por eso tanta guerra. And that's why so many wars. Por destruir al indígena. That there have been so many wars to destroy in the indigenous. En el planeta. On the planet, the keepers of the knowledge. Desaparecer a los indios ha sido el objetivo. Their objective then has to get rid of the native Indian cultures. Desde que llegaron los españoles y conquistaron América. The Spaniards who conquered America, the conquistadors. Ellos se llevaron el oro. They took the gold. Pero dejaron el oro espiritual. But they, they left behind the spiritual gold. Y entonces ese oro espiritual es lo que los indígenas han sostenido. And the spiritual gold is what has um, sustained the indigenous cultures. A través de su oración, meditación. Through their, through their prayers, through their meditations. Nosotros seguimos encendiendo el fuego nuevo. We are creating, we're starting a new fire. Los indígenas siguen sosteniendo El conocimiento. And the indigenous cultures have been sustaining the, the wisdom, the knowledge. Porque somos los guardianes 
because we are the guardians de esos templos mágicos of the magic temples the temples of the magic que dejaron las tribus del sol that the mm, tribes of the sun left behind that's so interesting. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and my last question for him, he, he brought up the, the Native peoples. Um, does he feel that this, this information that he's bringing forward can help liberate the Native peoples of the world or humanity in general? It could maybe help liberate human consciousness? Okay. Um, ¿Crees que esta información que tú traes... Uh va a ayudar a los indígenas del mundo o, o va a ayudar a todo de humanidad o... no, no, yo hablo de los secretos guardados yo hablo de los secretos de los templos, no de, no de los pueblos indígenas no, he's talking about the secrets of the temples uh, not uh, so much about the the uh, indigenous towns and, and peoples. Yo estoy hablando de los mayas galácticos. He's talking about the galactic mayas. Estoy hablando de los indígenas galácticos. The indi galactic indigenous peoples. No estoy hablando de la gente pobre indígena que se muere de hambre. He's not talking about the poor indigenous people who are dying of hunger. Yo estoy hablando de civilizaciones que están en otra dimensión. So he's talking about civilizations from other dimensions. Y, y este cambio es un cambio planetario, no es un cambio indígena, es un cambio planetario. Uh, so it's a change, it's a planetary change. So es un cambio para que la humanidad reciba la nueva información en su espíritu. So it's a it's um, a program so that the humanity can receive the new information that they need spiritually. No estoy hablando de la política, la economía, la ciencia, la humanidad. So he's not talking about politics, science, um, uh, of humanity. Esta sociedad está podrida. This society is está con, poor, is poor. Está contaminado. It's contaminated. No hay amor. There's no love. No hay paz. No peace. No hay libertad. No freedom. Pero estamos trabajando con la frecuencia para que el planeta nos eleve la frecuencia. So, but we're working with this new frequency so that the entire planet can elevate its frequency. And so all of humanity is elevated. Con la ayuda de los Pleiadianos, Arturianos. With the help of the Pleiadians, the Arcturians. Porque somos la conexión humana. Because we're the human connection. Cuando yo hablé de que los indígenas guardan la información, no hablo de la información humana. When he was talking about how the indigenous were guarding the information, it's not human information. No hablo de los humanos, yo estoy hablando de los extraterrestres, todo este programa. He's talking about, okay, he's not talking about the humans, he's been talking about the extraterrestrials for this whole program. Y que, <laughs> y que, y que es un portal a esas nuevas dimensiones. 
And a curia mate is a portal to access these other dimensions. That's amazing. That's amazing. And can we can we all access these other dimensions if we open our our hearts and our? Puede todos access estas dimensiones y abrimos nuestros portales. Claro, claro. Todos, todos, todos. O sea, realmente va a entrar la gente que vibra en amor, que vive en alta frecuencia. So, yes, of course, and really, it's going to, people are already going to uh, vibrate at this new frequency. Las personas que todavía necesitan sus demonios. The people that still need their demons. Y necesitan su obscuridad. That need the dark. Y vivir en el dolor. And live in pain. Tienen que vivir ese proceso. They have to live that process. Por eso es que es un momento que no es para todos. And that's why this moment isn't for everyone. Es un momento que se separa el trigo de la cizaña. No sé en inglés. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. The, it's a moment to separate the wheat from the chaff. Entonces, pero también cósmicamente está pasando. Imagina. So this is happening cosmically. Imagínate cuántos años tenemos trabajando espiritualmente. Imagine how many years we have been working spiritually. Para que una persona que no se preocupa absolutamente por su evolución. That uh, for one person to not have to worry absolutely about their evolution. Evolucione como, nos, como otras personas. And, que, que la curia mate solamente lo cantaron 900 personas. So a curia mate was chanted by 900 people. Entonces no todos van a entrar. Not everyone enters into that frequency. No todos pueden rescatar su alma. Not everyone can rescue their soul. No todos time. pueden purificar su espíritu. Not everyone can purify their spirit. Porque para eso hay que trabajar cada día. Because in order to do that, you need to do spiritual work every day. En tu paz interna. And to gain your internal peace. En cuánto tienes para dar. In how much you can give. Y cuánto recibes. And how much you can receive. La vida es muy simple. Life is very simple. La matemática espiritual es muy simple. The spiritual mathematics is very simple. Solo es conectarte con el presente eterno. Solo be connected to your eternal presence. Presence. That's, wow, that's uh, that's very so so well said. And this wow, this has been fascinating. I don't have any other questions. Um, I'll just ask you guys. I'll give you the floor. Is there before you promote anything? Is there anything else that you guys wanted to cover before we finish up today? Well, I just wonder if we should circle back to the ballpark because we didn't actually get his response to the ballpark. Um, oh yeah, that'd back? be great. I forgot. Thank you. Yeah, but I forgot exactly what you wanted to know about that. Um, what I was asking was when, when the Mayans played the ball game, did that signify us going through the galactic center and, oh, okay. the, and, and it changing our human consciousness or our frequency? 
Ok. Él pregunta sobre el juego con el pelota como en Chichen Itza oh, oh. Y, y qué significa, si significa nuestro pasaje en el centro de la galaxia. De la galaxia. Sí, es el, el juego de pelota, no es fútbol. Yeah, he said yes, and, and the, the ball game isn't like a soccer game. <laughs> es, es totalmente el juego de tus pensamientos positivos y negativos. So it's actually a game, a mental game of your positive and negative thoughts. Recordando que somos esferas de luz. Remembering that we're spheres of light. Y que estamos en el pasaje de la galaxia en la Tierra. And we're on the, following the passage of the galaxy on Earth. Y que nuestra actitud es lo que va a llevarnos a la ascensión o a quedarnos estáticos. So, and our attitude, um, you know, finding the harmony between the positive and the negative is what is going to determine whether we ascend or whether we stay static. Entonces, el juego de pelota representa el juego de tu mente celular. So, the ball game represents your cellular mind. Para mover el ADN de tu ser interno. To move the DNA of your inner being. No es un juego de pelota. La pelota representa el pensamiento. The, the ball represents thoughts. Y el círculo que están a los costados. And the circles on the sides. Representa el ser espíritu. And represents a spiritual being. Entonces, cuando tú concientices tu esencia celular. So when you consciously uh, concentrate your cellular transformarás tu ADN galáctico. You transform your galactic DNA. Wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> that's so much deeper than that's so much deeper than I thought. I mean, that that's amazing, though. Um, I, I just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Like, I I was really if you want to tell them this, you can. Like, I was really nervous about this interview. I didn't want to mess up, so I, I, oh, hope I did a good job. And, like, you guys were fascinating and, and amazing, and this was such good information. So, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, you're very welcome. Dice que él estaba un poco nerviosa sobre esta entrevista porque tienes mucho uh, conocimiento y, y no quiere hacer erróneos. <laughs> no, you asked very, very good questions and we really appreciate your sincerity, you know, in seeking, seeking the knowledge and, and in asking the questions. And that's, it's, that makes for a beautiful exchange, heart to heart. So we're happy, yeah. happy to be here. No, with pues you. Es un compartir con él y con su yeah, no, he says it's a pleasure to share with you and with your public, you know, with whoever's uh, following. Sol solamente les cuento mi experiencia. Uh, solamente. Yeah, he's just sharing. He's just here sharing his experience. Mi experiencia, pues, es que es muy divertido estar en esto. And it's a lot of fun to be involved. It in really all. was. 
It was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, well, can you tell you? Can you guys tell everybody where where to find you? Your website, um, your YouTube channel, anything sure. else you want to promote? Yeah. Well, I mentioned how we were just at Chichen Itza with a group. Um, what we're doing is continuing the activations that began at the conference with the Korea Mate. Uh, and the connection to Quetzalcoatl, we're continuing these activations uh, with three-day journeys uh, from here in Mexico, um, where we're going to Chichen Itza, uh, Ekbalam, and Coba, three major sites uh, on the Riviera Maya on the Caribbean coast. And we're doing uh, the spiritual work and continuing to work with this activation energy um, that was so profound, you know, that was awakened uh, at the conference and so many people felt it and Ketza was there doing uh, personal activations on hundreds and hundreds of people. There were just long lines of people at, at every break that really connected with the energy and were activated, you know, at the conference. And so um, now we, we have the opportunity to bring people here if they, if they so choose. We have a tour in end of January, end of February, end of March, and we're going into the sites and doing the work. We were just at the ballpark doing a ritual, you know, individually where we were clearing the energy of the past, our negative thoughts of the past and putting out our intentions, our positive energy and finding you know equilibrium and balance and we had a very powerful experience um, receiving the energy that is there of Kukulkan at the pyramid of Kukulkan working with that and in Ekbalam also different kind of energy jaguar energy at Ekbalam and it's a site where there are giant um, giants carved into the temple there with huge wings, angelic uh, guardians of the uh, temple of the king and the queen, the jaguar king and queen. And um, we, in our meditations, really did an activation with the queen, the jaguar queen of the fire there. And so there are many um, important things that occurred uh, during this past activation on the solstice, and we're looking forward to the next ones. So you can find that information at mysticmaya.com, and that's mystic with a K, mysticmaya.com. And um, at mysticmaya.com, there are links to Ketsasha's personal webpage, which is uh, shamanketsasha.lib. And he is um, also doing therapies. He offers really uh, incredible um, healing sessions uh, that he's now offering via Zoom uh, for individuals who want help. Um, and uh, let's see, and I have a Yoka Maya um, retreat coming up um, in Mexico in the Bacalar Lagoon, which is about three hours south of Cancun, three or four hours south of Cancun. So we're gonna do a four day um, journey with the Yokamaya, which are trance postures. We were talking about the shamanic tradition, trance postures and mudras and mantras, um, meditation work primarily uh, for the Yokamaya. And I also have a Zoom course uh, on my webpage for Yokamaya. So there's lots of ways to plug in. Oh, and Ketza also is launching his shamanic university, really exciting. <laughs> um, this year, this January um, is the launch of it. And he has, he's offering like he has 27 different courses and uh, 
data banks of information, if you like, um, shamanic information that he has uh, recorded and sort of um, gathered over the 30 or more years that he's been um, doing this work. So he is um, going to be training uh, others in what's called the shamanic practitioner programs. So there's um, three shamanic practitioner programs and that's available on through his webpage. So lots going on. That sounds awesome. And, and, and again, thank you guys so much. This was amazing. And I'll send you guys a link tonight when I post, I'm gonna post it right now actually as soon as we get okay. off here. And uh, and thank you. Okay, thank, thank you. you. We appreciate Have it. Aho. 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 Aho.